The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. He is at Aaron Murray 11. And head on over to puntandpass.com. Our merch is up. Hats are flying off the shelves. Jacob Cohen, I just sent him a hat yesterday, so shout out to Jacob in Dothan, Alabama. Visors come in next week, so get on over to puntandpass.com. Get you some merch, the number one place for all things college football. Murray, what's up, bro? How are you? Busy, man. Busy, busy, yeah. busy. It's good. I mean, college football just doesn't end. Basketball's been entertaining. As, as For those who don't watch, the dogs continue to dominate yeah. Alabama, yeah. which is phenomenal. Absolutely. I mean, they were over in the SEC. And they face a good Alabama basketball team. You know what's crazy? Just how good the SEC is in basketball in general. Auburn number uh, one. Yeah, Auburn number one. That was a crazy scene with them in Kentucky. It's the the SEC versus Big 12 uh, weekend this weekend, which will be – I want to get your opinion on this because I was talking with Childers about this week on, on our serious show. Can we make this happen for the regular season? SEC versus Big 10, last game of the season – this is a play-in game. We don't need to expand the playoffs. Oh, this football. is a play-in opportunity football-wise to really separate who really deserves to be in there. Would you say conference like, versus conference weekend? All right. Boom. So but I mean, right now it's kind of like that with the ACC and the SEC, Florida, Florida yeah. State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Clemson, South Carolina. I mean, would you yeah. have to get rid of that weekend in order to put big 12 teams? Or maybe it's a rotating thing, but you get rid of that endemic kind of in-state rivalry. So maybe one year it's Big Ten, yep. one year it's Big 12, the next year it's ACC, and you keep kind of going around and around for that play-in type atmosphere. That would certainly be interesting, but, you know, how much I hate Georgia Tech, I can't lose that game. I love well, I think game. you. I think you could still find a way to, to, if you want to add that as another non-conference game. I mean, there's yeah. no reason why it has to be the last game of the season. And there's no reason why what I'm proposing has to be the last week in the year. It could be the 11th week of the year, whatever it is, but just a way to, I like what you said, rotate possibly of, Hey, this is the ACC or SEC versus ACC or This is the SEC versus big 10 year. And you have that weekend dedicated to having big time matchups between the conferences. Yeah, I think that would be freaking sweet, man. I mean, looking at Saturday's slate in basketball, it's, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. Oklahoma, Auburn, um baylor number four ranked team at alabama that's great for the fans in tuscaloosa 
Kentucky at Kansas. I mean, that is a blue blood matchup Huge. right there. 12 versus five, you know, Tennessee number top 25 team going to Texas. Like that is really cool. Who's Georgia playing. They're playing Vanderbilt. <laughs> okay. So Vanderbilt versus Georgia. <laughs> are we a basketball well, podcast now? We are not a basketball podcast, but okay. I'm just saying like, I think that would be a sweet model yeah. for football. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. why not? And and then, like I said, it goes to the point of if we're so worried about adding games to the playoffs, if we're so worried about, you know, maybe taxing these kids' bodies with two more games, this is a way to eliminate teams with a regular season game that has playoff implications. Yeah. Yeah, it's a a fantastic point. Um, You mentioned Georgia upset Alabama. Great for the dogs. Basketball off to a pretty rough start. Seems like there might have to be some decisions made after the season. Georgia's one and six right now in conference play, six and 14 overall. I was talking to my dad about this and I was like, dude, how cool would it be? You know, if a Wednesday night, Georgia's a top 25 basketball team, mm-hmm. Kentucky's coming in town or anybody, Tennessee's coming in town. And like me, you, we text each other, hey, meet here at, Four, let's drive to Athens, go get a couple beers, eat dinner, go to the game, come back home. Like, that would be sweet to get that kind of game day type atmosphere midweek during January, February, March. That would be awesome. I hope one day we can get there. I would think with our leadership now in the athletic department, uh, those times are not too far ahead in the future. I just... I just want us to be good in basketball. Like I'm I saying, wanna, I want to go to like the my, game, get fired well, like up. My, yeah, like my dad texted me the other day. He's like, "Hey, do you want to go to the the Georgia versus Auburn game? I think it's on the fifth. Unfortunately, 5th, yeah, yeah, February fifth. I, I have the the extra special people pageant that we'll be taping on on during the time of the game. But you know, it's sad to me that the only time that we would want to go to a game is when the number one team. And it's kind yeah. of similar to when we were in school. Like the only time I remember going to a basketball game was like when John Wall came yeah, to town. Kentucky for sure. And Kentucky Anthony came Davis. to town. Yep. Yeah. And we're like, Oh, let's go watch this basketball game. Now. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a weekly thing. It wasn't a Tuesday night thing. It wasn't a Saturday night thing. Like they got to find a way to make it interesting. And it, it just, it drives to a few points of we, we've talked about on, on this podcast before when it comes to recruiting, Georgia has everything you could want from yeah. academics to proximity to Atlanta NIL opportunities, uh, the campus, the downtown alumni base, alumni base. I mean, it is everything you could want. Yeah. And when it comes to talent in the state of Georgia with basketball, Atlanta is flooded with talent. Like, and you don't need 10, 15 guys like football when it comes to recruiting, you just need three, four dudes, maybe even one or two to take that program to another level. Why can't we just figure out a way to keep a couple guys in and, and, and I just don't think it's that. to me, what, what Bruce Pearl do, has done at Auburn should be a lot harder than what Georgia should have to do at Georgia. I would agree with to, that to create success. And tell me if I'm wrong. I think I might getting the years mixed up, but I believe Bruce Pearl was available in the hiring cycle in which Georgia hired Tom Crean, obviously hindsight's 2020, but yeah. what Bruce Pearl does, I mean, the Holy guy's got smoke. a system. And he can make it happen. It was painful because I watched that game. It was fun to watch on Saturday before the playoffs game started, which we're about to talk about. Severe Wheeler, Katie Johnson, and Walker Kessler. Severe Wheeler and Katie Johnson were on Georgia's team last year. And Walker Kessler is from Westminster High School right down the road. Like you put those three guys on one team at Georgia and you have a top 25 team. You have a team that literally yep. could make a run in the final four. It's crazy. Punt and pass. We're a basketball podcast now. But We'll see we what do happens. it all. We do, do listen. I'm not going to do it all. Pull us right now. No, we, we're, we're, not. we're athletes. We're mobile. We can do it a little bit of everything. We can do golf. Yeah, we, we can, can do basketball. Yes, we can. 
I love it. Um, I'm going to pivot because I do want to talk about Stetson returning. That was announced right after we published Punt and Pass last week. Of course, course. I called it on the podcast. It's the classic Punt and Pass post-news drop. But I want to touch on first the crazy-ass weekend of NFL playoff football. You were even texting me, giving love to kickers, folks. That does not happen often. Every single game ended in walk-off fashion. The first three games, field goals from the visiting team evan mcpherson this rookie from florida shooter mcpherson the dude is a beast he drills a 50 plus yarder his second or third of the game to get rid of the tennessee titans which i had a futures bet on to win the super bowl that is burned up and gone but the Bengals, joe burrow gets sacked nine times aaron and they win the football game that was pretty unbelievable tell me your thoughts on that game really quickly and then we'll go to the packers niners game Joe Burrow's a beast. He's an Jamar Chase. Beast. Jamar Chase is a beast. So well, is Burrow. Both- I, yeah, Joe Shiesty. He's the man. Well, it's it's funny. I, I know it's it, the whole talk heading into the, the the draft was: do you do you protect Burrow or do you get him a guy on the outside? They went with Jamar Chase. Yeah, obviously that's worked out well. But I'm sure this offseason the plan is okay. Now we have to find a way to protect our our star quarterback because he cannot get sacked nine times. But Joe Burrow, man, he's that dude. You knew it in college. You saw him that last year. The way he took over and, and, and heard things his rookie year about the leadership in the locker room already as a rookie, you knew he's a talent man. And all these comparisons to him and Tom Brady, it could be for real. He could be the more mobile Tom Brady going forward. He's got the arm. Shit. He's got the leadership. He's got the the swagger. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that he's taking the Bengals to where they are right now. In I know. Years, I know. Absolutely incredible. So I with love a watching bad the offensive line with a crap offensive line. So uh, I love watching him play. Um, so that's to me, it was an awesome game. And you said it drew, I do give kickers and punters a lot of crap. I still don't know if we need them on the football field or not, but <laughs> they did make a strong case this weekend that they deserve to play football. All so, right. Let's oh, go was- to that. Um, let's go to the second game Packers Niners as crazy as it was that the Bengals won with allowing nine sacks, the visiting 49ers go to Lambeau, don't score an offensive touchdown, oh. and beat the Green Bay Packers in a snow, I wouldn't call it a storm, but a dusting of snow. Look, Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy G, I called it. I said, I think they could win. Give me the points. They scheme up the run game. I did not expect special teams disasters from Green Bay, even though that they've been the worst in the league all season long. But Jimmy G just wins football games. It's absolutely crazy. Late in the fourth quarter, block punt, returned for a touchdown. It was the only touchdown the Niners scored all game. Right before halftime, the Niners block a field goal. They also had two kickoff returns right around midfield. Special teams won them that game. Their defense is pretty nasty. And again, Jimmy G finds a way to win. Aaron Rodgers has only been to one Super Bowl. That is shocking to me. It just shows you how hard it is to make it to the big game. Oh my God. It, it is, is, is obviously the, one of the hardest things to do is, is to get to the Super Bowl. I and mean, we're talking about one of the best quarterbacks of all time, in my opinion, I do believe it's time to move on. I think for From both A-Rod? parties, I think it's time to move on. I just, so this think- morning it was announced that Nathaniel Hackett, the green Bay offensive coordinator is now the head coach for the yep. Denver Broncos. Do you think that is a landing spot for Aaron Rodgers? I wouldn't be surprised. I just think when it comes to all the issues that Packers have had and, and Aaron Rodgers have had the past couple of years, it's time to just say, okay, enough's enough. It's time to move forward. Like we got to just, 
as nicely as it can be, we're moving in separate directions. We appreciate you and let's go. I think it's just, it's honestly, it's been exhausting. And I'm not even a package yeah. fan, but from the outside looking in, it is exhausting to see the, the drama surrounding Aaron Rodgers and the Packers over and over and over again. Just cut ties. Let's move on. We appreciate everything you've done, Aaron. It's been an unbelievable career. You're 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 one of the greatest of all time that has, has worn this uniform. But right now we have to think years. about it's time. Do you agree? It is time yeah. to cut ties. You gotta move on, man. It it's, is a drama show. Yeah, it, is it is a reality drama show. And I, I to me does he bring it on to himself it, though? He does bring it on. Yeah. And, and if I'm the Packers, man, I'm not going to continue to be held hostage by his shenanigans. I know he's not happy with the way that management held, you know, did yeah. certain things. I understand, but they have to run their company. Yep. And right, wrong, and different. They are running their company a certain way. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't appreciate it. And it's causing a rift. And the rift needs to end. And the only way for that to end is is, is for everyone to kind of part ways. Okay. Um I, I agree with you. I think he will not be back in Green Bay. Keep in mind, Russell Wilson probably leaving Seattle this offseason, too. So that's two of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league who could probably be new destinations. Let me show out one um, possible scenario for you. Devontae Adams is also a free agent. Could Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams go to a team with a very, very friendly cap situation? Maybe the Broncos could make some moves in order to try to woo them. Tom Brady retires from Tampa and both those guys go down to Tampa. See, I don't think Brady's going to retire because if you look around, Sean Payton just retired. Okay. Uh, Matt Ryan and Arthur Smith. I don't know really what the situation there is as far as how will the Falcons be in 2022. The The Carolina Panthers just freaking hire Ben McAdoo. I think Tom Brady's sitting back going, okay, well, I'm going to the playoffs next year. Maybe I'll give it one more chance, but yeah. I don't know. Um, early game from Sunday, another game winner. Rams, Bucks. Rams are up 27 to three. Bucks tie it up 27 to 27, almost force it into overtime. Matthew Stafford gets the ball back. Two quick plays. What a dime off his back foot to Cooper Cup running up the seam, splitting that cover zero blitz. Set up a field goal. Rams win. Rams are now hosting the NFC Championship game. That game was crazy. Jackie and I were watching it in our living room, like screaming out loud, like, I can't believe this is happening. That was unbelievable. Well, you know what's crazy? They were up, what was it, 27 to 14? Was 27 it? 27 to 3. Well, they were up 27 to 13. Yes. Bucks kicked quarter. a field goal to go down 27 to 6. And you're like, why the hell would they kick a field goal? Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying that it, in the fourth 27 quarter, 13. It was 27 13. And there was like six minutes ago, and I told Sharon, I was like, this game's over. Uh, I forgot what happened. So I was like, let's go take Maddox and the dogs for a walk. Cam Akers, the fumble of Cam Akers. Yeah. Or it might have been the um, the snap to Stafford where he wasn't ready. Yeah, whatever it was, I'm like, okay, this game's done. Let's go for a walk with the dogs and Maddox. And we go for a walk. We get home, and all of a sudden, it's 27-27. I was like, holy crap, what the hell did I just <laughs> yeah. miss? Because I looked at my phone, too. I literally looked at my phone just to check and see if there's anything that crazy happened. It was still 27-13 with four minutes to go in the game. So I'm like, yeah. okay, phone's going away. Let me spend some time with Sharon and the, and, and, and the girls at Maddox. And literally we finish our walk, we get home and it's 27, 27. I was like, what the frick just happened? What did I miss during like the past five minutes? Um, and obviously got caught up with all the highlights, but yeah, what a crazy game. I'm so happy for Stafford. Me what too. a hell of a so throw. Sick. What are you doing? Leaving Cooper cup one-on-one with a safety is beyond me. I mean, what a just awful call for the Buccaneers. They said the call <laughs> was there, but they didn't have time to adjust because the, the Rams got up to the line quick. and oh, just went, Yeah. But that's why you make something like uh, 
you didn't need to go all out blitz. You just didn't need the Rams to That's get past Todd the Bulls NBA. Yard. Yeah, I understand. Like, if, if if listen, if if you always anticipate for an offense, if you get no, if you pass the fifty yard line, you pass the forty. Teams are then going to start bringing out all all out blitzes, cover zero blitzes in order to knock you out of field goal range. But at that point, like they were only on the 30 yard line, their own 30, 35. Like you don't need to be bringing up. You need to be saying, Hey, we need to draw the line in the sand about the 50, 45 and say, you can't get this far. And we're going to keep everything in front of us. And big mistake. Rams took advantage. Beautiful throw by Stafford. Coop is just a freaking beast, man. That guy's unbelievable. I like the Rams team, man. This is a very, very good You said Rams-Bills. That was your call yep. last week. Um, yep. I'm fired up for Stafford, too. Get this tweet from Coach Rick. With DeAndre Baker and Miko Hardman with the Chiefs, Trey Hill with the Bengals, Charlie Warner with the 49ers, and the Rams, obviously Matthew Stafford, Sonny Michelle, Leonard Floyd. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This assures that Georgia will continue its streak of players on Super Bowl rosters, 21 straight Super Bowls, best in the nation. That's pretty unbelievable. That is a really cool statistic. It will be so great to see Matthew and all those guys. Thomas Brown is on that coaching staff. Nick Jones is on that coaching staff for LA. So I'd probably say go Rams, Rams versus Niners. That's going to be a really good game. The craziest game of the weekend, though. Chiefs, Bills, oh. 25 points scored in the last two minutes. The Bills score, Gabriel Davis, four reception touch, receiving touchdowns, 13 seconds left in the game. We have to talk about this, the, the decision to kick it out of the back of the end zone. Every Monday morning, quarterback suddenly becomes a special teams coordinator and says you should squib kick it. But Patrick Mahomes, two plays in 13 seconds, call timeout, kick a game-tying field goal. They win in overtime. Absolutely unbelievable game. People kept saying, people kept saying, well, Josh Allen, great performance. Can't believe he lost. I say, hold on a second. Punt and pass has the perfect person to talk about situations like that because my man, Aaron Murray, I mean, 2012 SEC championship game, 2013 at Auburn. You're no stranger to heroic performances and taking the L. No, sorry, no, I love you. That's no, I, no, I always tell people you know, the two games that people want to talk to me most about when it comes to Georgia football are the two games that we lost, and they were just awesome games. But unfortunately, we were on the wrong side of both of yeah. them. You said it 13 versus Auburn, and then the 2012 versus Alabama. It doesn't, you don't feel good in the locker room saying, Damn, man, I just had one of the best games of my career. I kicked ass. No, you're like, Shit, we just yeah. lost this game. Like, that is all that matters. So there is yeah. no, 
silver lining at the end of this. There's no feeling good if you're if you're Josh Allen or anyone on the Bills, especially on the offense. It's man, we lost that game. You know, what could we have done differently I know. in order to have won that football game? You know, it's unfortunate. The rules are kind of, you know, ugh. I would have loved that game to go back and forth, give the Bills and Josh Allen one more opportunity to go out there and see if they can make it happen and, and score a touchdown of their own in overtime. But man, that was one of the most exciting games I've ever seen in my wild, life. I wish I was wild there. Game. You want to talk about passing the torch though? I can confidently say those are the best two quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, think right about now. the AFC. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, you know, wow. throw Mac Jones in there, I guess. Uh, the AFC is in good hands. I played golf with Clint Bowling this week, and he said it. He's like, if you were a GM in the AFC and you are not looking at that and seriously saying, I need to get a dynamic quarterback in order to compete, uh, you are behind the eight ball. What do you yep. think about them kicking the touchback? I'll just say right now, as a special teams guy, you control what you can control. You kick the ball out of the back of the end zone when they've got Tyreek Hill and Mecole Hardman Hell, back yes. there. You say, I'm not giving them any chance, no penalties, no nothing. Kick it out of the back of the end zone, 75 yards in 13 seconds. Now you ask, what were they doing defensively? First off, the play to Tyreek Hill underneath to run, they had timeouts. That was brilliant. Some NFL films footage came out where Kelsey's on the sideline with oh, Pat Mahomes. Oh, it's so unbelievable. And they're like, dude, hey, I'm not running the route. Find me in the seam. We've got timeouts. It was fascinating. They should have pressed man coverage. Hold the guys. Don't let them get off the line of scrimmage. There was 13 seconds left, Aaron. I know, I know, I know. And it was way too soft. They were, I mean, when you have the best tight end in the NFL, when you have the fastest, I mean, the the, the catch that Tyreek had on that dig route that he took for a touchdown was, I mean, the kid has elite speed, one of the fastest guys in the NFL. Um yeah, you, you, you man them up at the line of scrimmage. I know you're probably worried about, you know, okay, if they beat you up the line of scrimmage, it's an issue. I agree with you. Just tackle his ass then. Take the 15-yard penalty, penalty and, and, and put the clock down to four or five seconds, and then they have to do one play. One play, they have to complete a Hail Mary. Like, don't give them opportunity to get a massive chunk play, which they did back-to-back plays. But listen, man, we're talking about Andy Reid, master play caller. We're talking about a very smart Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, when I talked to... To Alex Smith, one of the things he told me is like, man, this kid, when it comes to football smarts, even as a rookie, was IQ was through the roof. Yeah. And, and you're seeing that. And obviously, Kelsey is a veteran guy, knows it. Uh, I saw that film that you were talking about this morning where Kelsey's like, hey, man, they're not covering the seam. Be ready. And then, you know, Mahomes yelled, hey, Kelsey, Kelsey, go, go, yeah. go. Yeah. And boom, hit him right up the seam. So those are just two guys that are football savvy, smart, and the best at their position. And, and that's just all it is. I mean, People were bitching, going, oh, this is like Big 12 football. There's no no defense. I'm like, no, this is not Big 12 football. This is the best Elite. two quarterbacks yeah. in the world. Yeah. Not in, in the world. Yeah. The best two dudes at their position with some of the best receivers and tight ends. Like, there's just, at, at some point, there's nothing the defense can do. These guys are just too elite, uh, but really, really fun game to watch. Yeah, no question about it. So the championship games are set this weekend. First game up, Bengals at Chiefs. Second game is Niners at Rams. We mentioned it earlier. A Georgia player will be in the Super Bowl for the 21st straight year. Get this statistic, okay? I'm going to ask you a question. I want your thought, Aaron. How many points... Do you think players from the University of Alabama have scored in the Super Bowl, in the history of the Super Bowl, 56 Super Bowls or whatever it is? How, How many, many points? points? 100. Zero. Wow. 
Let me say that again. A University of Alabama football player has never scored a single point in the Super Bowl. This was tweeted out by Logan Booker, Logan M. Booker. Bart Starr threw three touchdowns in two Super Bowls, but the stat as documented gives the points to the receiver, not to the quarterback. Georgia players have scored 61 points in the Super Bowl and could have more coming up with Sonny Michelle, Michael Hardman possibly making it. So quick did thoughts. Tell, did, you, did you tell Kirby about that? Have we, have we let Kirby know some more ammunition as he gets ready for uh, the signing day next Wednesday? Kirby listens to punt and pass. Maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll be diving into this pod right here and let it be known. So Bengals are seven point dogs against the chiefs and Niners are three and a half point dogs at the Rams. What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I, I love the Rams at home. I think they're a better football team than the 49ers. I oh, and two versus the Niners this year. I know. I know. Third time's a charm though. Um, I, I just, you know, the, the connection with Odell and Cooper and then the way Stafford's playing, yep. um, you know, I think that too many pieces, I'm going to go with the Rams at home in this type of football game. So I'll take them with a three and a half. What were we last week, by the way? Was I two um, and two or three and one? I think you were, gosh, I, I think it was three and one. Yeah, I think you were three and one. I was two oh, and yeah. two. You were three and yeah, one. Yeah, because I took the Bengals. I took the Rams. Yep. And I think I took the Bills. You did take the Bills. So I, was I took the Bills two. as well. Yeah. So I was yep. two and two. Yep. I like both dogs this weekend. Give me the seven. I'm done betting against Joe Shiesty and Jamar Chase. Yeah, um, I, agree. I think they keep it close. I, I I think the Bengals had a much better chance against the Chiefs. They beat them in uh, January 2nd, 34-31. Then they did against the Bills. I think the Bills could have exposed them a little bit. Um, and look, Kyle Shanahan has McVay's number. He's 7-3 against the spread against Sean McVay and the Rams. How about this? Jimmy G, 15-4 and as an underdog against the spread. The guy just figures out ways to win. I think the Rams win by a field goal. Give me the hook. So I'm guessing Rams... Chiefs, which would be a sick Super Bowl matchup. Yes. That will be fun. All right, I mean, let's close things out matchup. with some um, college football talk, and then we'll get out of here. Stetson return. I know you and I each thought that that would happen. I, I saw so much reaction around, like, fans being upset. Guys, the smallest minority makes the loudest noise on social media. Overwhelmingly, people are excited that Stetson Bennett's coming back. He just won you a freaking national championship. Mm-hmm. Do not allow – losers on social media to drive the narrative that's just simply not true the more shocking thing though jermaine burton transferring to alabama i don't know man i mean even nicole hardman came out and put up on instagram like how are you going to go to the team that you just beat for a national championship i get it burton wasn't getting enough balls he wanted to get more touches Going to Alabama, though, a bit of a head scratcher. It's just college football is crazy right now. Well, you see, you see Georgia's transfer list, the guys who have left Georgia, they've gone to Alabama, South Carolina, Florida. I mean, it's crazy. Like there's it is all business now. There is absolutely zero, I wouldn't say zero loyalty, but a lot less loyalty to your school. Yeah. Yeah. It's all these kids are making business decisions now. It's where can I go? Where can I play? Where can I go get money now with NIL opportunities? And, you know, how can I get to the NFL? If I have to, if it takes me, if that takes me to three different schools, then so be it. I'm going to continue to transfer until I get what I need to do. So there is no more. I've committed to a school. I have loyalty to the school. I'm going to work my butt off to try to figure out a way to be a starter, to earn playing time, to get an NIL opportunity. It's what is the path of least resistance and it's it's just a lot easier to 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 hopefully figure that out for these guys. But I'll say it over and over again: 
the grass is not always green on the other yeah. side. And a lot of these kids are going to get slapped upside the face and they're going to see it and it's going to hurt really bad. Yeah. I mean, look, I agree with you. So many people are asking me, I'm sure you were getting the text too. Like, well, what's up with Burton going to Bama? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, I can't, I still can't wrap my head around the transfer portal. Yes. It's a business decision. You're hundred percent right. And from a mental standpoint, that opportunity just was not there when you and I were in college, but best of luck to Jermaine Burton. I'm sure he'll play against Georgia next year. And it would be fun. I would assume the DBs in the, in the Georgia uh, meeting room will be fired up to go up against. And they did it every day for three years. Coaching rumors looking like Brian McClendon might be coming back to Georgia. Um, he took the job as the offensive coordinator at Miami left Oregon with Mario Cristobal. Now it's being reported that he's going to come to Georgia and take over the wide receiver coaching position. BMAC was a coach while you and I were players, Aaron, he was at Georgia for nine seasons, uh, a legacy dog. His dad really played at Georgia as well. I think the move here is this, and this is just my opinion, Aaron, he's coming to Georgia because he wants the juice of coaching again in the sec. He'll be a head coach somewhere in one to two seasons. Yeah, hundred percent. So I do like BMAC coming back to Georgia, especially at receiver. Not position. official yet, but being reported. Yeah, we need help at receivers. I've said it over and over again. This has been the to me the biggest area of concern for this football team. In order to take this offense to the next level, you need explosive guys on the outside. BMAC knows how to recruit. He'll be able to bring talent in. He's great in the locker room. I think that is an absolute home run. So fingers crossed, we can make that happen with with BMAC and get him from. Oregon to Miami, back to Athens would be awesome. And then if you bring Bobo in to just kind of help bounce ideas off of, I think that is huge. You know, I said it this this year as well. Bo Nix's best season was this year with Bo, with Coach Bobo at the helm. With average yeah. talent on the outside of receiver and average offensive line, Bo Nix was playing the best football of his career. So bring him in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's being reported that he might be doing so. I know you alluded to that in the past, Aaron, about him coming in as an analyst role. I got to give UGASports.com a shout out. Roddy Nabolsi, my guy over there. I'm reading something from the dog vent. I know Roddy doesn't like when I go into the dog vent and spread that love across our podcast because it's paid stuff, but go subscribe to UGASports.com. So we get dog 77 posted. This is probably old news, but at the Thomasville High School Awards Banquet, Coach Bobo is speaking to the team. He told the room he's starting at UGA next week. So it's seeming like Coach Bobo will be Ooh. starting up in the analyst world. Here's my thought process on that. If you get BMAC, who's an offensive coordinator, Coach Bobo, who's an offensive coordinator, remember, there are still eight head coaching vacancies in the NFL. Could Todd Munkin be a target yeah, for somebody could. who gets a head coaching job, somebody with a lot of NFL And I think experience. he wants to, too. And yeah. I can't blame him for it. And um, then you have two guys ready to roll if that situation comes to pass. I'm with it. I mean, yeah. it's very similar to, like, what they did with, with obviously, um, uh, Muschamp. I mean, you bring in a guy. Yeah. He learns. He sits there, gets a feel for the land, and he's kind of plug-and-play, man. It's like a backup quarterback or receiver. Someone goes down, someone transfers, boom, plug and play. We got someone in the house ready to go. All right, so here is my prediction for the post-punt and pass news drop. Todd Munkin, who it looks like is out on the road recruiting right now, will be named a target for a new NFL coaching hire. That's my that's my prediction. What's your I prediction? I think he goes. I think he goes. I'm talking this afternoon or oh, tomorrow. Something's it's going to be announced that Todd Munkin has been zeroed in as a potential offensive coordinator. Yeah, especially when you're starting to see some of these head coaching jobs are yeah. now taking shape in, in the NFL. We've had you know two announcements, one with the Bears, one now with the Broncos as well. So 
I think you're going to see more and more of these head coaches be announced here the next you know few days, and then obviously they're going to start building their staff. So yes, with the timing, with head coaches being announced, they're going to start looking for OCDCs. So I'm sure Munkin's phone and agent is is going to be ringing here in the next 24 hours. So yes, Drew, we are announcing it now, and I will get a tweet. <laughs> I will get a text from you in about 24 to 48 hours saying yes. I told you show, and we'll have a clip to post on Twitter. There you go. Because Drew's the smartest man in the world. He has this little magic ball he rubs with right. the show. Magic eight ball. Good magic stuff. Ball. Fast-paced show. Wanted to get it out before the end of the week. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, uh, I know Aaron and I have been slammed this week. Um, and I'm talking to some potential partners to be some presenting sponsors for our winter slash spring episodes of Punt and Pass. Follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at Murray 11 puntandpasscom We will talk to you next week. See ya. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.